0: Hello and welcome to Wild and Precious Radio, the podcast where we explore the question, what if we're not just here to live, but to live well? I believe the answer to this question of fulfillment is found at the intersection of spirituality, love, purpose, and ultimately your unbridled self-expression. I'm Theora, your host, And this is your One Wild and Precious Life. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Uh, Today, I want to riff on sexuality and sexual exploration. Um... And the, the reason this has been hot hot and exciting lately is um, I'm having this wonderful erotic blueprints expert, she's a sexologist, come in and talk to my clients this week. So this has been top of mind and really sort of begging these questions around, or bringing up these questions around sexuality. Um, and... I know my journey, I've, I've had a lot of curi- curiosity about this, and I want to share a little bit about my journey and sort of my, my sexual liberation and how that's ebbed and flowed, ideally to invite you into deeper curiosity about your own unique sexuality. Um, because, I mean, there's a reason that there's whole industries around uh, sexuality, because it's something that Virtually all of us carry shame, unless we worked on it. Virtually all of us carry shame and confusion and um, myths around it, and yet it's this incredibly intimate, hyper individualized, vulnerable component of our being. Um, even even people who identify as asexual, right? There's a lot of you. There's a lot of um, underrepresentation and. and misunderstanding around asexuality so we first things first i want to i want to just sort of paint the context of how much goes unsaid and yet is we're implicitly pressured to believe around sex whether you're from a religious background whether or not you are from a more secular background like me but um there's a lot of very finite, binary, rigid language around sex. either whether it's wait until marriage or um, it's no big deal, right? in um, sort of like the era of, of more casual sexual encounters. Um, but there there isn't a lot of nuance unless you you know like work in this space. Um, Or that like sex work is bad, right? There's just these absolutes, these incredibly broad stroke absolutes that don't create space for us to be in a really creative, genuine curiosity around what our sexuality looks like, what it feels like, what it means to us, Um, even just the pressure to, quote, lose your virginity before you go to college, let's say. Um, I remember that being something that was prevalent um, in my high school years I think it's really weird that how often TV shows depict children having sex or like the characters are children you know it's very it's very weird <laughs> I just take a step back and be like what not not because it, like it shouldn't be happening but I think it's very weird that we create a lot of cinema around things like losing our virginity Um, I actually heard the term sexual debut as a replacement for losing virginity, not maybe a year or so ago. And I love that because anyway, the whole concept of virginity is a construct and has all this sort of problematic stuff woven in there. But, um, I want to share some of sort of like the, the, the things that I've come to on my own, ideally, if, if you haven't heard of them before to expand your horizons, Um, and maybe just just breathe a little bit of space into the way that you imagine it and interact with your own sexuality so there's a lot of pressure to just know to be good at it and because of that many of us internalize a need to perform a need to be a good lover be a satisfactory or impressive lover um, way and that's way more prioritized than this being something that we give ourselves that this that like way we prioritize pleasing others over really inviting and receiving and absorbing pleasure ourselves um and i i think that this this need to be good this need to perform uh is very very linked to that. There's a right way that we should just know. Um, there's definitely like a primary kind of sex modeled in porn. And even if you aren't someone that watches porn, um, most boys uh, get the majority of their information about sex from porn. Or that grew up with the internet, um, and so it's 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 very much informed even just like the sequence of things that we do with lovers. Um, I remember many years ago, um, I was with a, we were friends with benefits, and we were having sex, and I realized like we were following this sequence of positions that is the, quote, normal sequence as written into porn scripts. And I had this sort of out-of-body experience where I was like, oh my gosh, we're not, this isn't even our erotic imagination. This is not our bodies talking to each other. This is not a sexual experience unique to these two humans in this moment. We are just reenacting a script written by some you know, <laughs> some adult video director in LA uh, that you know, has become the norm of what the the sort of like narrative and arc of heteronormative sex looks like. Um, and I, I, me- I remember going like immediately numb in my body. Um, when I, cause it's like, I wasn't having my sex. Like this wasn't my body speaking. This was just me reenacting this script that had been, that has been uploaded en masse to people. And, um, and it this is the moment when it really sparked a lot of curiosity because I was like, well, what is, what is in what is authentic and original to my erotic imagination? And I didn't know, I didn't know because I I had never really asked that question or been introduced to that question, um, and it sent me down a really interesting path of curiosity where I gave myself uh, permission to kind of be like a little a bit of a rebel, a little bit like counterculture when it came to sex. And, um, and I really, I really dedicated myself to trying to pay attention to what my body wanted, what my being felt magnetized towards versus doing what I thought I was implicitly supposed to do or the way I was implicitly supposed to look or the way what I was supposed to implicitly supposed to like and um, this led me to trying out a lot more things and one of the things that I noticed as I was sort of giving myself permission to uh to explore things that I either thought were bad or maybe that even triggered like a sense of disgust in me because I was like well is this even mine or do I just believe that it's like wrong to do this or that like only quote sluts do this unquote and I say the reason I'm using that word is because when I was young I thought it was a bad word now I'm like you do you girl (laughs) you do you boy you do you queen um is I would try something and I wouldn't like it And then I would feel this intense wave of shame around it. And I thought, huh, that's really interesting that I can't just not like it. I can't just, you know, try the key lime pie. Like if I try a key lime pie and I'm like, oh man, I don't think I like key lime. I'm not like, I'm a piece of shit. I can't believe. What does this say about me? You know, I'm just like, oh, that kind of pie is not for me. But I realized that we're not as light handed when it comes to exploring our own sexuality. So I started to rework the way that I experienced trying things in these in these sort of vulnerable areas of life. And was like, I'm going to I'm going to get myself to treat this like a wardrobe where I'm building out the wardrobe that makes me feel like a million bucks. And sometimes I'm going to try stuff on that doesn't look so hot with my skin tone. Sometimes I'm going to try something on and it's not going to fit and instead of making myself wrong for those things not being for me i'm going to i'm going to be i'm going to give myself permission to be a lot more objective and release this burden of shame and i'm going to give myself permission to try things and decide if i like them or not if you're loving the show so far please 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 it would mean the world to me if you would take a couple of minutes to write a review sharing your thoughts, ideally glowing (laughs) five-star. This helps us boost the visibility of the show so that more people can find us and more people can listen along and more people can join the conversation. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please give us a follow. Um, If you follow the podcast, what happens is when new episodes drop, they land right into your devices podcast library when they're fresh. And now without further ado, back to the show. I'm gonna give myself permission to be more of a novice at this and um, what's actually super interesting is uh, I think this led me this led me to feel quite sexually liberated. I would say that I, I definitely sowed my wild oats in my 20s. And now has really led me to arrive in a place that is wildly vanilla, <laughs> man, um, which is so interesting to me. But I, I think, and again, I'm not prescribing this for anyone who's listening. Um, but the more I let myself explore, the sweeter, the sweeter sexuality I crave and i would say lately and maybe i'll update this if this like shifts in the future but lately i have wanted lovership partnership shared sexuality to look and even and even in my solo practice to be sweet and kind and romantic and deep and present. Um, I've wanted it to revolve around the sacred potency of sex, of this is something designed into our bodies that, regardless of the gender, right? Like it's like our, our, our sexuality at its atomic level is a, is like an architecture designed in us that has the power to create new life whether you want to or not that's not what matters and really being into in devotion of like that is so powerful oh my heavens to Betsy that is so powerful and really wanting the touch that I share with myself and the touch that I share with others the emotional intimacy that I share with others to be really reverent of of that sort of cosmic nature which and I don't know if I would I don't know if I'll be here forever I've definitely gone through phases of certainly like psychological kink I've had partners with fetishes um I've 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 explored a lot and found a lot of avenues of pleasure that are available to me which is super cool um but it is this dedication to being curious and this dedication to listening deeply to my being and to my body that has led me to accept where I'm at and and I, maybe you can even hear in my language there's a little bit of like there's a little bit of uh, you know, feeling like a dork (laughs) because my tastes feel so vanilla and romantic and sweet right now. Um, but there's a, definitely a deeper dedication to honoring that that is what feels the most nutrient rich for energetically for me, the most energetically rich for me. And, um, I just want to encourage anybody listening to this, if you haven't given yourself permission to explore, or maybe you have, um, to bring fresh eyes to your own sexuality and sensuality and understanding of intimacy and understanding of what your body is hungry hungry for and nourished by today. Um, And there are a few places that you can do this. So the erotic blueprints are really cool. There's a quiz you can do online if you look up erotic blueprints. Um, And this is what's – it's like the love languages. So if you've ever heard of love languages, there's these languages that we express care and affection and that we also receive and experience care and affection. And if we can learn to speak each other's languages – we can create these really, really, um, rich connective experiences with other people that have a lot less friction involved. Same, same is true for the erotic blueprints, but the erotic blueprints are all about pleasure and arousal and eroticism. Uh, and so it's an amazing place to start to kind of start navigating and learning a new vocabulary. And there may be, there may be like whole worlds awaiting you to discover, um, yes, pleasure but may, but I, i've gone through phases where like wanting more sensual pleasure wasn't very motivating for me but but deeper intimacy and understanding of myself is has always been very motivate motivating for me so i would encourage you just even if there's just like a little ticker tickle of intrigue to go check out the erotic blueprints and if you want to Um, This fish chills nicely. Um, The workshop that I'm hosting with Jesse Fresh this Thursday, this podcast will will come out like a month after we do this workshop, but the replay will be living in the archive of the Relationship Dojo, which is my monthly membership. Um, we do a monthly call together and then there's a, there's a vault full of resources and, and videos for you to, de- to study at your own pace or binge, <laughs> depending, on, depending on the way that you like to learn. Um, so if you want to start to explore the erotic blueprints, do the quiz. You can find it online. Just Google it. And then join me in the relationship dojo and check out Jesse's workshop. Um, you'll also find a ton of information in there, on like how to dive deeper with her, where to follow her, et cetera, et cetera. But she gives she's going to give some really incredible examples of how to explore your blueprint and to start opening opening you up to more um, pleasure and erotic fulfillment. Um, and and I just I just think man, like, why would you not want to become more affluent in those? I mean, again, I don't want anybody to feel bad when I say that, but to me it's such a, it's such a, such a hail yes to, to know that. I mean, I live by the idea that there's always new, there's always new layers of extraordinary to discover. And I think it's so cool to be somebody who's felt sexually liberated since my early 20s, who has experimented and had incredible uh, partners and lovers to be rediscovering my own body and my own eroticism uh, in new, deeper, more nuanced and interesting ways. Uh, So... I hope that me sharing a, a a couple of cliff notes from my own journey um, really encourages you to yeah bring fresh eyes to your own your own sexuality and your own sensuality and your own exploration of 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 your arousal and eroticism and for heaven's sakes if we if you don't follow me on Instagram yet come on over I have the most fun there I post stories all the time I'm always goofing off. Um, if you slide into my DMs, I will absolutely respond. Um, so yeah, reach out. Let me know what landed. Let me know if any weird questions came up. I I love it when people are like, "Oh my god, that made me so uncomfortable." But uh, connecting with listeners is definitely one of my one of my daily highlights. So I will see you on the next episode of Wild and Precious Radio. Thank you for tuning in to another Wild and Precious episode. If you'd like to become a master artist in your relationships, consider joining the Relationship Dojo. Every month, we meet live to workshop what's coming up for you in your relational world, whether it's mastering better communication and intimacy with your partner, connecting more deeply with friends, repairing rupture, or attracting new relationships into your life. The Dojo is the perfect perfect place to become more ninja at relating. Check it out at the link in this episode's show notes. And until next time, stay wild and stay precious.